Okay, we're up to page Reish. We're up to page Reish Tzadi. We're up to the Ramah. Page Reish Tzadi, the Ramah. Page Reish Tzadi. Yes. Tzadi. Vinoy Hagim Lahafter. We are up to one, two, three, four lines from the bottom in the Ramah. Just a few lines of Ramah. I want to tell you a word. We will review with you a word about this Ramah. Vinoy Hagim Lahafter Bechasuna Sois Osis. Okay, it's the Minagis. Anyone ever see this done? You ever see the stun that I'm, I'm not sure what he means if this is the Oifruf or the Sheva Brachas? I do not know. I do not know. But the minig was to read the Haftar from Parshas Nitzavim. Parshas Nitzavim, it says, Sois Osis. And the Pasuk goes on to say the famous Pasuk, That happens to be the Haftarah. Yos Soleichel Kinsos Chosen Alkal happens to be the Haftarah from Parshas Nitzavim. Now we don't we don't lay Nitzavim very often because Nitzavim Vayelach are normally together. So we lay in the rule we learned yesterday. We lay from Vayelach, and if Nitzavim Vayelach, we always lay because it's Shabbos Shuvah. No, because why? Because Nitzavim. Nitzavim comes before Rosh Hashanah, even though it's together. Yeah. Because then you, after Rosh Hashanah, you're laying the Haftarah from Vayelach. Vayelach is always Shuvah Yisrael. Okay, so every, so we, year, every year, every year. Okay. Every year. Okay, so we lay in the Pah Haftarah, Nitzavim, Sois, Osis. So, so it, what this means is, let's say this week's Pah, so this week is Vayigash. Right? So instead of letting what's printed, let's say there is an Oifruf. Or there's a Shev Brachas. So instead of laning, instead of laning the Haftarah for Parshas Vayigash, we're going to lane the Haftarah for Parshas Nitzavim. Why? In honor of the Chosan. And therefore we want to say, Kiyos, Laikol Kim, Kala. But, however, if the Shev Brachas or the Eifra falls out on Shabbos Shuva or one of those special Shabbosos, which is a very special Haftarah, then you don't do it. The Ein Doichin Miponecha Shum Haftarah Haniskeres Khan. What does that mean? That refers to Shabbos Shuva. Now, I'm not exactly sure what he means on the Iskeris Khan, how far that goes. You have Achimos Kedoshim, and you have, uh, we have the Haftarah of Kivnei Chushim and Asishpoit. I don't know exactly what he means. I don't know the details. But he basically, all of the important Haftarahs you do not push away. V'loy shal Dalit Parshas, that's the given, the Dalit Parshas, Parshas Shkol and Parshas Zohar and um, Para and Achodesh you do not push away because of a Chosen Kala V'lo Yishol Rosh Chodesh not not Nashman Kisi V'lo Oy Machodesh Oy Chanukah Oy Shira which she was referring to I assume Shabbat Shira where you lane from Devorah I assume does he mean does he mean also uh, what, what does he mean also um Hashiras David? Hashiras David, when you lay in Hazinu all alone? I don't know. You have an offer of then? Who doesn't have an offer of then? He could have. Shabrach is. I don't know. Shira Lachari means she referring to Shabbat Shira. Avul Shor Haftaros. I guess this week is a good candidate. There's nothing wrong with this week. This week is Vayigash. It's 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 Tess. It's the te- ninth day of Kislev. There's no. I don't think there's any special Haftarah for this week. Teves of Teves. It's a day which really is a day of Yom Tzom. We'll see that a little later. But. Um, 
I'm not aware there's anything special. Doichin miponecha, then you do, you do not lane the haftarah for the parasha shavuah, but you lane says us, the parasha for nitzavim. Ukvana, anyone ever see this done? Never saw this done. Like I told you, there are many variables, which I don't know, I, don't, I just don't know what it means. I don't know what it means, the ufruf, or if it means the shavu brachas. Yeah? Afterwards. But this is the Ramah. But this is the Ramah. So the, the, by the Svar. So the Svar, so the, the Svar, they do nothing in the Shabbos before? No. Zero. Do you get an Aliyah? Is your Achit to get an Aliyah? Zero. Shabbos Chatan is after. Right, right. Okay, in Echanami. So uh, I don't know. So, so here, is, here is the Ramah. The Ramah is Ashkenaz. So by Ashkenaz, they make a big deal before. Some people do both. <laughs> Someone told me the Mongol community, half of people are Svard and Mashkaz, and today everything is big mishmash. We're all assimilated today anyway, so you have both. Why not? You have a, you have a party. Afterwards, because you're all intermingled with the Svardim. Okay. You're not allowed to skip this another rule, you're not allowed to skip one Navi to another Navi. When exactly do we read Rosh Chodesh? When we do not. So sometimes we do, but sometimes we do not. There are times when we do not read from Rosh Chodesh, like a Shabbos Chanukah. Shabbos Chanukah, which is Rosh Chodesh, you do not lane Hashemayim Kisi. You lane from Zechariah, and then you have two Shabbat. Well, it's only Shaykh to be on the first Shabbos. Uh, it's not shaykh for it to be, it's only going to be one Shabbos, only Zechariah. You don't never, you never have a situation where you're going to have a Rish Chodesh when there are going to be two Shabbosos. It's impossible. But, so then you're, you're not going to lay in Rish Chodesh, you're going to lay in after for, for Hanukkah, and there are other examples as well. Now, but obviously the minig is not to do this. I, we saw this somewhere. I don't remember where we saw this. The minig is we do not do this. We do not lane. That's not our minig. You mentioned our For whatever reason, it fell away. Okay, now before we conclude, I want to point out that this idea I should review with you that it's very bizarre that we have so many brachos for the Haftarah. We have a grand total of five brachos. We start with Asher Bochar. Benevim the bracha before milufoneha asher bochar benevim toivim v'ratzab devarim hanemorim beemes and borachat v'Hashem abocher batayra uvimoyusha avdoi uviyisshal amo uvinivin viehu ames v'tzedek and then after the haftar is over we have four more brachos so what's going on we have first the bracha of of Tzur kol ha'ilamim tzadik b'kol hadaros so kel hanemon ha'mev yoseh hamdam hamadabim mekayim shakol dvarav the emes tzadik nemon who we have so many different expressions which include baruch atah Hashem ha'kel hanemon b'kol dvarav emuna okay that's one bracha it's already two brachas the first bracha is about Moshe Moshe avdoi Moshe avdo the second bracha is Hashem is a tzadik. Sur kol ha'olamim. It's like tzidik hadin almost. Akel hanemon b'chol duvarav. The third bracha. Yerushalayim. Rachem al tzioin. Kihi beis chayenu. Ve'laluvas nevesh Hashem. Mervimeinu baruch atah Hashem. Mesemech tzioin b'vanera. Fourth bracha. Samchenu Hashem alokenu be'liyo hanavi. Geula. What's going on over here? Geula. Uvamalchus beistav meshichecha. Okay, fine. And then we go on the last bracha. We go on to Al Hatayrov, Yalhu Avaidov, Yal Hanavim, Yal 
Yoim HaShabbos Hazer and if it's not Shabbos we'll, we'll substitute Yom Chag HaMatzai Hazer or Yom Chag HaShavuos Hazer and so on and so forth why are there so many brachos? why are there a grand total of five brachos? the first brach is Moshe the second brach is Siddiq Hadin the third brach is Yerushalayim the fourth brach is Geula and the fifth brach is Shabbos or Me'en HaMoira so we explain because there are five different reasons for laning a Haftorah the default, the standard of Torah is taken me'ain parshas hashavua. <laughs> Whatever we lay in the parsha, we lay an Torah. We take a theme in the parsha and we complement it with a theme that appears the same theme or something which complements it in some way or form in the Torah. And many rabbanim can give you some beautiful drushin to explain how the Haftorah relates to the theme of the parsha. That's one reason. Why else do we lay in the Haftorah? So we have the Gimel de Paranusa. What are the Gimel de Paranusa? The three weeks leading up to Tishabav. Diver Yemiyahu and um, the second after is Shimu and the third after is Chazon Yishayo Ben Amotz. The three Haftaros before Tishabav warning us if you don't shape up <coughs> its curtains, you're going to be punished. Gimel de Paranusa. That corresponds to the second of the five brachas of the Haftarah. The second bracha is Tzidok Hadin, Paranus. Tzor kol hoilamim, Tzadik bechol hadoros, we deserve what we get. We matzik Hadin. The second bracha corresponds to the other. Those three Haftarahs have nothing to do with the parsha has to do with the event that's coming, the Tish above is coming. There's going to be Chorben. And Chorben requires us to say Tzidik Hadin. That's why we lay that Haftarah. And that's the second bracha. The third bracha. The third bracha is Rachem al Give us Nechama. Have mercy upon Zion. Ki hi beis chayenu v'laluvas nefesh t'shia b'mhirav yomenu boruchat Hashem misamech Zion b'voneha That corresponds to Shiva Dinichemta. The next seven Haftaros, which we read after Tishabov, to give us comfort. Those seven Haftaros have nothing to do with the parasha. They're nothing more than comfort. Seven weeks of comfort after the Chorbeis Amigdash. That's exactly the theme of the third of the five brachas of the Haftarah. The next, what's the next bracha? The next bracha is all about Geula, Eliyahu Hanavi Avdecha. What does that correspond to? The Dalid Parshios. Parshas Shkolim, Parshas Zohar, Parshas Para, Parshas Achodesh, even Shabbos Hagadol. There are five weeks, five weeks, all of those parshas have one theme, Geula. Even though Shkolim really refers to giving Shkolim, but giving Shkolim is all in order to rebuild the Beis HaMikdash. We're going to give Shkolim, so we'll have money in the treasury of the Beis HaMikdash to purchase Karbonos for the ultimate Geula. Then Zohar, Mechias Amalek, which is hand in hand with the Mashiach. Okay, Pesach, I don't have to tell you. Shabbos, Parshas Chodesh, and Parshas, Parshas, Shabbos HaGadol. These of Parshas Paris, Tyro, all the theme of the Dalit Parshios, and even Shabbos HaGadol is a theme of redemption. That's the fourth bracha of the Haftarah. And what's the fifth bracha? Fifth bracha is Me'en HaMe'oira. If today is Chanukah, 
we learn from Chanukah. Even though we don't say in the bracha, Ala Kol, Ala Torah, Vial Avodah, Vial Anadim, Vial Yom, Vial Yom, Yemei Chanukah, Vial Yom Chanukah Hazeh. We don't do that. We don't say Chanukah. But yet, the theme of the last bracha is Ne'ein Hameoira. Today is Shabbos. Today is Yom Kippur. Today is Rosh Hashanah. Today is Sukkot. We therefore we don't learn from the what we we don't read from what we've learned from from the from whatever the Kriyasatar is, and we don't read from Geula. We read about the Yom Tif, a theme that relates to the Yom Tif, and we expand upon that. How do we expand upon that? Well, if today there's a Chasana, if it's if it's an Ofruf or Shev Brachos, and we have a Chasan. It's me'ain hama'ora. There is an occurrence that is happening in the community which requires us to celebrate and to focus on when we read the Haftarah just like we have to focus on Hanukkah when today is Hanukkah. So the fifth bracha captures the fifth reason why we learn the Haftarah and that's called me'ain hama'ora. Something relating to the occurrence. The event that is occurring now in this community on this day and this point in time. It's a very interesting approach to explain why we have so many brachas. The simple reason why there are so many brachas is because we have to pacify the poor guy that got mafter. We've insulted him. We've given seven people alios, seven very chashva people, and now we come to the maftir. So we're not going to read anything new for you. We're just going to repeat what we've read for, for, for the, the Shvi. And the truth is, you don't even need to be an adult. We can really give the maftir to a child. It's demeaning. To give a person the maftir, it's an insult. So we pacify him. How do we pacify him? We're going to give you the haftarah. And we're going to make it, there are going to be five brachas. So you'll be able to say so many brachas, maybe that will pacify you. And if that doesn't pacify you, we'll let you daven musaf. Maybe that will pacify you. And if that doesn't pacify you, the rabbi will give a drush and give you covet. And if that doesn't pacify you, we'll make a kiddush in your honor. And if that doesn't satisfy you, get lost. <laughs> There's no hope. But the point is, that's the simple reason why we give the person the mafter to give, to give him the, we want to pacify him, five brachas. But on a deeper level, we have to understand that with the reason why there are five different types of haftaras. Me'ein hash, me'ein parsha. The parsha is toras moishe. That's the first bracha. The first bracha is, is moishe avdoi. Moshe is the Av Hanavim. The second bracha is Gimel de Paranusa. The third bracha, Zayin de Nechemta. The fourth bracha is the Dalit Parshios. The four half Taros and the Dalit Parshios. And the fifth bracha is Me'ain Hameoira. And Me'ain Hameoira is a very powerful concept. All the Moadim get Me'ain Hameoira. Rosh Chodesh gets Me'ain Hameoira. Mocha Chodesh gets Me'ain Hameoira. Chosan gets Mein HaMor. It's a very powerful concept. And it appears, I've read somewhere, I do not remember where, that in the old communities where they had very great very great power, if an event happened, a significant event happened, they would select something from the Nevi'im that would relate to what happened in the week. Just like a rabbi gives a sermon relating to something that happened, Something, let's say, a hurricane, Sandy. This is not a diverse, This is not a simple matter. What happened? What happened? The massacre that happened in Connecticut. 
it's not a simple thing. You, just can't, you, can't, just can't, you can't just ignore it. There's something going on here. You have to pay attention to what's happening. So the rabbis, they had tremendous insight and they would select a Haftorah, part of the Nevi'im, that would relate to an event that happened in the week. And that's what they would read. They would, they would not read. The parish is the default. If there's, if there's nothing doing in the news, nothing's happening, so then you learn from the parasha. Then we'll have some homiletics. What happened in the parasha? But if there's an emergency, there's something going on in the community which needs to be addressed. It wasn't just a sermon. The rabbi gets up. This is the Haftorah. We, the rabbi selected a chapter in Navi. We're going to read about this. And then I'm going to speak and expound upon it to relate, to understand what's going on. Where does the rabbi get the right to do that? That's the fifth bracha. Fifth bracha, V'al-Yoyim HaShabbos HaZeh Or, V'al-Yoyim Chag HaSukos HaZeh, Me'en HaMa'orah. And the proof is, Ochosan, so when the community gets married, we're going to ignore the Haftarah for this week's parasha. We're going to talk about Me'en HaMa'orah. You can, it's a license, a very, very powerful license to do whatever you want. To take any Haftarah you want, any chapter, whatever you want, and use it, relate to the Haftarah. We, of course, don't do this, because today, unfortunately, we do not have Rabbanim of that caliber, have that Ruach HaKodesh insight into, into being able to do things like this. That's why everything today is standardized. It's all in a book, it's in the Luach, and this is what you got to do, and if you deviate from this one drop, you automatically... You're automatically banned as being an curse. But it's not the way Judaism was practiced back in the olden days. Yeah. What well, I says about the so sources for the Hasidim, uh, right? Neither Mr. Barora. No one comments on it. I vaguely remember we did have a, something. I don't remember where. I, I did see somewhere. Recently, in this safer, in the Deir Shul, not in this. Other Torahs, but yet this comment is like uh, no one picks up on it. Yeah. I, I don't know the answer. I don't know. It's not. It's de- it's definitely not done. You've never seen this done. I don't know. Okay. Okay. Now let's just let's just start a little bit. The next paragraph. Let's turn to the next page. Next page is uh. Let's, uh, let's, let's just let's get a little bit start of of the calendar. It's very interesting. Even though we we should just have a little bit of an appreciation for these matters. Da. In this little, these few paragraphs, the Chavetz Chaim is telling us about the calendar. He does, he's making very simple calculations, and um, it's just interesting. We should, we should be aware of what it says. Da. Page, page five eighty, the last page, the last page. Da. Shechodesh halavana chavtes yamim yud beishos tov tzadi tov shin tzadi gimel chalokim. What is the length of a month, of a standard month? Now we know the moon, what is a month? The moon orbits around the earth. How long does it take the moon to circle the earth? It takes exactly 29 days, 12 hours, and 793 chalakim. Now what in the world is a chalak? Okay, what in the world? So chalak basically is 3.333 seconds. How do you get three? The smallest amount of time in Chazal's vocabulary is called a chilek. We are familiar with the concept called a second. One. We, we, we probably, we've, we've trained our minds to appreciate a second. Chazal did not appear to have seconds. They trained their minds to deal with moments of what we call 3.33 seconds. That was the smallest unit of time used in a day. Used in a, 
in their vocabulary. One eighteenth of a minute, or very, one one eighteenth of a week. Also, a minute was divided into eighteen parts. Okay, very interesting. We have we have a minute and chai and an hour was not divided. I mean, it was also divided into sixty minutes. That's clear. Chazal divided hours into sixty minutes. That that must be done, but. It was also divided into 1,080 chalakim. So that's the number that Chazal very much are. They, they like to work with that number. 1,080 chalakim. 1,080 times 33.33 will give you exactly one hour. So if you take from that, from those 1,080 chalakim, and you only select a group of them of 793, how long is that an hour of vocabulary? 44 minutes. 44 point is a fraction. 44.06. Okay, so the, it's only, it's the, the fraction is so small, basically it's 44 minutes. So what is the, the Mishnah Bura telling us that how long is a month, how long does it take the moon to or, orbit around the earth from start to finish bidiyuk exactly 29 days not 30 days but 29 days 12 hours and 44 minutes now the truth is that's not 100% accurate scientists will tell us that every single month it's a little bit different it depends on the gravitational forces every planet in the solar system has a magnetic pull and as the earth circles around the sun it's coming in the vicinity in the territory of different planets and each plan, no matter how small or big it is, exerts a certain force, a certain pull. And it's always different. Sometimes when the Earth will come in the winter time, will be near Mars, and next year Mars is on the other side of the universe. It's nowhere near. The Earth does not perfectly circle, does not go around a perfect circle, it goes around an ellipse. So there are so many factors. Sometimes you can have a month where you can have the Earth is, let's say, very is, is, is far away from the the sun because of the ellipse it's the extreme part it's, it's it, of the ellipse it's the summertime or, or the winter and it just so happens so it's, it's not having any influence from the sun because it's, extre- it's far away from the sun so the magnetic pull of the sun is very very small and it just so happens that particular year you have a whole collection of planets that are lined up on the other side so the earth is being pulled being stretched all the way to the opposite extreme and the moon is there so the moon is really going to take the, have the effect of these planets and be pulled even more. So basically what it means is, there's no such thing as exactly every single month. Okay, it's, it's, it's a small amount. But you know, it could add, it's, you'd be surprised. Sometimes it could add, I, I don't know the problem. But it, this is just, this is a, an approximation. When the Mishnah Buri here says, even though it seems very precise, 29 days, 12 hours, and 900, and 793 halakim, which is 44 minutes, that's an approximation. It, it, every month is a little bit different, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit more, a little bit less, and that's why when we announce the moilid, the moilid that's announced in shul is is, is not the it's not the true moilid. If you look today, they have a lot of some very fancy calendars. They'll show you yeah, this is the moilid that's been calculated based upon the basic calculations. But if you really want to know b'diyuk b'diyuk when the moilid, when it's going to happen that the moon is going to be exactly in between the earth and the sun, 
when is it? It's really a minute later, or it's two minutes later, or it's a little bit different because all these calculations are based on round numbers. Even though it doesn't seem to us to be a round number to say 793, it sounds very scary when you first learn this, it doesn't seem to be a round number, it seems to be dealing with some minute fraction. It's a, it's a very general round number, and if you want to really go into detail, there are much more details. We'll just see a little bit more. So we have over here, that's a month. Now here, here's the Bishul Lees adds to the facts. Let's take this, these, let's take this period of time. 29 days, 12 hours, and 793 halakim. And let's break it apart. This is like a classic Rashi. When you learn Rashi, whenever Rashi makes calculations, Rashi is not familiar with modern techniques, mathematical techniques. Rashi's approach is always, let's first get rid of the round numbers and only deal with the fractions. So first thing we're going to get rid of is 28 days. Because 28 days is a nice round number of four weeks. So let's get rid of that. Okay, We have 29 days, 12 hours, 793. Get rid of the, get rid of the, four, the 28 days. Because that's, that's four weeks. So what are we left with? One day, 12 hours, and 793. Now let's figure out now, if the Moilit, if they announce in Shul the Moilit for this month, let's try to figure out what's going to be the Moilit for next month. In other words, you're in Shul. Think about it. You're in Shul. <laughs> and they are known as a calendar. And it's time to announce the Moilit. So first, everyone's genius. Everyone remembers. Everyone remembers the, the, what they announced last month, right? Everyone remembers exactly what they said. So we'll just make the simple calculation. What's the simple calculation? It's going to be one, one day in the week later. If last month the Moilin was on a Tuesday, so since it's 29 days, so 29 days is exactly four weeks plus one day, so it's going to be on a Wednesday. It's going to be Yom Echad, Echad Yom, and it's going to be whatever it was, the t- number of hours, it's going to be 12 hours later. Yud Beis Shos and Tufts Shin Tzadi Gimel Chalakim later. In Cain, for example, you know, here he gives an example. Let's see how much time we can spend on this. Im Let's say the last one was on a Friday. He's making up numbers here. These are not these are not round numbers. He's giving us complicated numbers on purpose. Let's say if it was Marshall Vov, it was on a, last month was Friday, and it was Chafbeis twenty two hours into the day, which means towards the very end of the day. 22 hours into the day, only 24 hours in the day. And was Tof, Resh, Aleph, Chalakim, the pregnancy spells it out for us. Yoim Shishi, Esh, Mushtaim shows 22 hours, Vishesh, male 601 Chalakim. So now we're going to figure out when will the Moilid be for the next month. So here we go. First of all, Tain Alav Echad, add one day. Yud Beis, 12 hours, and Tov, Shin, Tzadi, Gimel, Chalakim. Now here he makes the calculation for us. So let's deal with one thing at a time. First thing we're going to do, it's very simple, don't get scared, it's very simple. We're going to add up the Chalakim. Then remember, we started, what were the Chalakim that we started with? 601 Chalakim. So we're going to add 793 to 601. Now what does 601 plus 793 equal? 1,394. 
Okay, I figured this out before we came today. I prepared, actually prepared. 1,394. But how many chalakim are there in an hour? 1,080. So when we subtract 1,080 from 1,080 from 1,394, we have 314. So basically, we're going to add one hour. It's not going to be any more 12 hours. It's going to be 13 hours. We're going to push it up by one hour. And we're not going to have now 793. We're going to have, in this instance, 314. That's basically it. I'll tell you it's read very easily. So, Tain Love, Echad, one day, you'd base 12 hours, Tov Shetani Gimel, Tsarif Atkil HaChalokim. Take the Tov Shin Sadi Gimel, and the Tov Rei Shine, take 793, add it to our example. We're starting with 601. Tov Rei is 601. Say Mayhem, now we get a total of 1,394. Subtract from 1,394, 1,080. Say Mayhem, Tov Tov Rei Shpei, we're left with 314 chalokim. Okay. The oison, tough, tough reish paid, that extra hour, tsarif elashos, add to the hours. So how many hours are we going to have now? 13 hours. Now, let's, now let's make a figure out. Now, last month, it was how many hours into the day? 22 hours into the day. How many hours would we normally add? We would normally add 12 hours. And that would take us to 20, that would take us to 34. If we, if, we, if, we, if, we, if we have to go ahead. This month, we're going to have, last month it was 22 hours into the day. So this month we have to add 22 plus 22 plus 12 to take us to 34. We have to add, we have to add tw- 12 more hours. But since now we have an extra hour, we have to add 13 hours, which will take us to 35 hours. 22 plus 13. 22 plus 13 equals 35. Soref el hashos, the havhave, lamed heshos. Okay, very good. But lamed heshos is more than a day. So now we're going to add not one day, we're going to add two days. Remember, we started off, let's see, so it's same here, take from the 35 hours, 24 hours. So now we're going to take 35, 35 minus 24 is 12. Take that extra day and add it to the other extra day. I love the side eleven. You show you you'd you know, shows. Now take that extra day, the twenty four hours. Sarf hayom el hayomim. So what do we got in Cain Hove Shimonayomim? So now where do we start with? When was the model land? It was on a Friday. What is Friday? Friday is six. What's how many days do we normally go ahead? We normally go we go we go ahead. One, two, one, but now we want But now we're going to go ahead two more days. So instead of going six days in the week, the next mole is going to be on the eighth day of the week. What's the eighth day of the week? Sunday, because seven is Shabbos, and then we wrap around to Sunday. And how many? What? 
Sunday morning. Sunday morning. And how many hours? 11. 11 hours. How many halakim? 314. That's the solution. That's, that's, the, whole, that's the whole big deal. Semehem shiva, shakolim shavua, imkain havi hamoylid aleph, the moylid for the next month is going to be on Sunday. Yud aleph, 11 hours, 11 o'clock in the morning, 11 o'clock, and shin yudalid and 314 halakim. Perish, biyoim aleph, yud aleph shos, Shin Yudalid Chalokim Torah So just once, this is a basic Hagdama, just to get the basic flavor of what exactly we're doing. So let's review the numbers and we'll stop here. The real numbers we have here, what? Molot was in Yerushalayim. Exactly, universal time. The molot is, the molot is when the sun, the earth is exactly in between the sun and the earth. The moon moves around the earth. When the moon is exactly in between the earth and the sun is the moment of the molid. That moment is exactly the same if you're living in New Zealand, you're living in Brooklyn, you're living in Eretz Yisrael, or you're living in Cuba. <laughs> what? This was a science, ancient times. They, 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 so this is the whole day. They, looked at, they looked at the moon and the stars and the sun and they figured this all out. It's, 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 it's easier than seconds. 3.3 3. 3 seconds is much easier than in one second. The numbers are larger, so I think it's a little bit easier than the way we deal with it. Okay. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's the secret knowledge. When they announce the Moila, they're announcing they're announcing the time in the Eretz Yisrael because it's the same point in time. It's not there's a different Moila for us, different Moila for them. At that moment in time, when the Earth is, when the Moon is in between, the the Moon is perfectly in between the Earth and the Sun. That's the moment of the moilet. Now, where is the earth? Is the earth facing the sun at that moment in time? Or is the earth facing the other direction? It all depends where you are on the world. The earth is constantly spinning. So you can be in different... But the earth is moving. The, the earth, the moon is moving. And when the moon gets in between these two bodies, that's the moment of the moment. So let's just review the numbers. Let's review the numbers. So we have here, I'm going to get this clear. We have a month is, according to the basic calculation, what is a month? 29 days. Days, 11 hours, 793 chalakim. A chalak is 3 12 hours. Po- 12 hours, I say 12 hours? You 12 hours, 12 hours, 12 hours. I'm sorry, 12 hours, 12 hours. So a month is 29 days, 12 hours, 793 chalakim. A chalak is 3.33 seconds. There are, there are, an, an hour has 1,080 chalakim. Now, if for our example, let's say the moilet for this particular month is on Friday at at uh, what do you, 22 hours and 601 halakim. The moilet this chodesh will be on Friday, 22 hours, which is 10 o'clock at night. 10 o'clock and 601 halakim. 601 halakim after 10. So now you can right away figure out when the next moilid will be. How do we do that? So we start with the chalokim. What did he say? 601 chalokim? Let's add to that number 793. What do we get? 
1,394. 1,394 is above 1,080. What's the difference between those two numbers? 314. In the process, we've added another hour. So now we're not going to add any more 12 hours, we're going to add 13 hours. When was this moilid? It was 22 hours. 22 plus 13 hours equals 35 hours. But 35 is over 24, so we've already passed into another day. So we have another day, and we have a le- the remainder is 11 hours. How many days in advance do we, we, we normally go? We would normally go one day later. But being that, we have now have, have another day. We're going to go two days later. So instead of, if this mullah was on Friday, the next mullah is going to be two days. Shabbos, Sunday, 11 hours, and the remainder was 314. So we know the next mullah is going to be on Sunday at 11 o'clock. And 314 halakim. That's the J basic gist of calculating the moilid. Okay, so we'll stop here with this pack. We'll continue this next week. Okay, we'll take a little break and then we will discuss. We're not going to learn the Aleph base today. Today we're going to learn about Shiva uh, Asurbe